welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal Talk's Talk. My guest today is multi-talented. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Abdella Adriana Moscú. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me at your uh, in your show. I'm uh, doing fine. I'm a little bit uh, excited and uh, nervous yes. at the same time. Well, same here, same here. Uh, I've been following for quite some time. Uh, you have, well, you have multiple talents. You're 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 singer. Uh, you're a poet. You're you're uh, an actress. What can you do? You 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 do so much. Uh, it's very inspiring. Thank you so much. How did you um? So what was first? Did you did you start acting first, or, or how did you transition? What inspired you to? Well, um, I'll go in uh, chronological order because that's what you are asking. I uh, remember writing poetry since uh, age six. Wow. And um, then, uh, well, actually music. I was exposed to music in my family. Everyone had a beautiful singing voice. Although they didn't do singing professionally, they were always singing. So I was uh, nurtured by their songs. My uh, paternal grandmother had a remarkable singing voice. She could have been easily a professional uh, singer. My father was singing uh, beautifully. My mother and my aunt. So uh, four important, uh, significant members of my family were singing. So at the age of three, my father took me to see my very first show of opera. Wow. And uh, I was so enchanted with uh, everything about it. And uh, I remember that ever since then, I wanted to become an opera singer. So that's when wow. music, music started ever since I was born. But the concept of me wanting it's not, it wasn't a dream, it was a plan also. So three years old and with poetry at six and with acting, it was in 2009, I was in my first movie. I was given an amazing role of playing a psychiatrist. So for me, it was a piece of cake because <laughs> I'm a psychologist, a psychotherapist. Yes. And for me, it was just going to work and it's like, it was so easy. So uh, I liked so much the experience, the the um, the whole um, the whole event was so amazing because the film director and the camera person were giving me so positive feedback, and they were like, "Wow, the camera loves you, and the color is nice, and you are such a." easy going and um, anyway so there are so many details so I have to focus now so um, the uh, the total experience of it uh, was so pleasing to me and then the film director told me that Philadelphia has quite a thriving community of uh, filmmakers yes, so yes. then in uh, two, if I remember no, uh, then in 2014, there's a team that came to Lancaster from California to make a movie. I did that. And then I think 2015, I started to connect myself with a Philadelphia community of filmmakers. And uh, 
You're right, That's us. Yeah, we are. Wow, wow. That's amazing. Did you do you often listen to opera? Do you find that a source of inspiration to to write music? At this point, I don't uh, sing opera. I went to musical school in Romania, mm-hmm. and I was trained to do uh, opera singing and also to play piano. But uh, I left that school after a few years for you know personal family reasons, okay. so I didn't follow through with that. Okay. And there's always um, I don't mean to make it in a dramatic way, but you know our our aches, our pains are important. So I always felt an emptiness as far as music is concerned. When I would go to a music um, a music stores, I would ask, oh, can I touch this piano? So I would start playing and I would just start weeping and the person would be like, honey, are you okay? It's like, yes, yes, I'm okay. Yeah. So um, so in the last, uh, I mean, through, throughout the years, I uh, took voice classes and I took a bel canto class in Brooklyn College as an elective. So in the last few years, I was praying to God. I said, you know, I did so many things that were not necessarily my passion. Yes. Uh, still, I did it with, with a passion and with good intentions and all that. Whatever work I did or hobbies that I had or activities, I always found the beauty in them and I enjoyed them and did it to my best capacity. Yet music, I said, why I didn't take music to an apogee? So... Um, so anyway, I uh, I connected with a voicing app and I started to do these one minutes or 55 seconds uh, compositions. But uh, prior to that, in 2012, I went to uh, visit Romania where I was born. And um, it was a beautiful uh, happening that I wanted to do some background um, vocalizing with a friend of mine who was composing um, spiritual, religious uh, Romanian music. And she was uh, getting ready for Christmas cooking and all that. So she said, why don't you spend time with my son with music and see what you come up with? So um, I uh, uh, I asked him, it's like, okay, so uh, did you compose a song? Do you know a song? You know, play the piano and then I'll accompany and all that. So a combination between his um, his uh, shyness or uh, I don't know if I came across, sometimes I'm so passionate and, you know, maybe I come across being forceful or whatever. And my, uh, my uh, ignorance in terms of not knowing some songs by myself or, you know, I couldn't think of anything. So uh, I said, okay, so we'll just improvise something. So I started to sing to improvise. He accompanied me. And I don't know how long it took, three, four minutes or whatever. I said, wow, that was, that sounded pretty good. It wasn't bad. I said, let's do it again. So he looked at me uh, kind of shocked and I'm like, what? So I said, how did it go? He said, I don't remember. I said, oh my goodness, (laughs) we lost it. And you know, it was so beautiful. It was like, wow, you know. So then I said, I asked him, you know, sometimes I ask silly questions. I said, is there any possibility that when we play around like this, you would record it? So he smiled subtly and he said, yes. 
So then here I was in front of his uh, microphone and I started to sing. And it's just, I don't want to say I was a channel, but it was such a divine inspiration. The songs just came to me, same like poetry. So they came to me. And uh, so that's how 12 songs were born. And these are the 12 songs that I finally took me like nine years. It, uh, these are the ones that I uh, share on the CD that I'm calling uh, my sweet Romania love songs. So that's the story. So you have, you have, you, you have an album with, with these, with the, with these songs. Yes. It's just wow. arrived not long ago, a few days ago. So now uh, the CD baby company, they have to, they were asking me, I have to fill certain forms, fill out certain forms, and then it will be available on the market. So I have, I will have to send you one. Yes, so, yes. So it's here. Yeah, this is the cover. Wow. I'm not trying to throw it the other way around, and I don't know if the light reflects. No, it looks perfect. It looks perfect. So this is the cover with a photo when I was younger. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Because the, the songs, you know, it, it was done in Romania, so it was very nostalgic. And this is the cover, the uh, back cover, wow. more colorful with a list of the songs. And this is, this is like a, an actual uh, photograph that's beautiful what's your favorite song from the album i didn't expect you will ask me that but it's a legitimate question uh, to me it's almost like you asked me which is uh, your favorite child or <laughs> a painter i do i do fine arts painting yes and yes. sometimes people say oh, what's your favorite uh, palette of colors to work with i mean i don't know how other artists are but i love all colors all colors yes, all yes. you so each song each song has its um its meaning and it's beautiful in its, its own way meaning and uh, some of them are nostalgic like some people listen to them and they say oh they're so nostalgic why and i said well for and um i think that immigrants can relate to that very much uh, yes, yes. that when when one leaves the country where they were born Depends. The longer they stay there, the the stronger the connection. But when you leave, you even if one adjusts. I mean, I'm speaking from my uh, from my experience, and also I heard some other people sharing the same. So we have a common denominator. Your heart, a part of your heart, is always there. So there's nostalgia and longing, even though I I'm so elated. I feel myself blessed, privileged to to have been able to come to United States and I came in such an easy way. Nevertheless, you know, whenever I visit, it's like, oh, it's, it's such a, it's such a delight. It's, it's a wonderful experience. Do do you, do you visit often? Not as much as I would like to. I would like to go once every season. That means four times a year. (laughs) That'll be perfect. Yes, you know, to celebrate different uh, different uh, holidays and to have different projects with different colors, the yeah. foliage of the autumn and the bloom of the spring and all that. So, um, no, I, um, at the time when I published a, a book, I have a poetry book. You also have a book? Oh my God, you're, you're, you're in everything, like. You're so multi-talented. Like I mean that from the bottom of my heart. What's what's your, your what's the call the your book? My book is called "The Dance of Longing." It's a bilingual 
It's a bilingual book because um, now I get emotional. I wanted to honor my roots and at the same time to honor the country that adopted me and I adopted. And I wanted to, um, it's also like it would be fascinating for someone to read a poem in English and to see how it was originally done in another language. And at times, some of the poetry, I composed it in English, and therefore I translated it in Romanian. So on one page is Romanian and the other English. So, um, uh, was, so it, was, it, was it difficult translating to English into your native language? Or was it... Uh... You know what it is? When you ask about difficulty, sometimes everything is difficult for me. Yeah. Even when I cook... I always cook with love, with passion. I pray over it. And uh, it's difficult in terms that I don't uh, know. Will it, will it taste good? Will it be amazing? Mm. So it's the difficulty, the, the unknown. So uh, I have difficulty with uh, many things, like sometimes uh, making a decision. It's like, oh, I have such a long laundry list, part of it laundry also. And what, what will I do next? Will it be this and that? So I have, uh, or I have difficulty, um, you know, even with this interview, my difficult was, wow, how will I come across? Will I express myself uh, in a way that people will understand? Will I come across arrogant, which I don't want to? Well, you know, you know, I, that's, that's when we first initially started talking, uh, I, I express to you it's unscripted because I don't I never want to feel uh, I, I never want my guests to feel like to be nervous I want it to be fun I want it to be motivated right now you're killing it you you you're a painter you're a singer you're an author you have a music album like you've done so much that a lot of people have not done the mindless thing you have done. You have a, so much of accolades and accomplishments. Like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's so inspiring. You know, and I, like, I tell my guests all the time, you come on the show, it's, it's, I want to talk about inspiring people. Tell me your story so that whoever's listening or watching can, can feel that energy, right? Because more than ever now, we need, we need people to inspire you know, yeah. we need people to to motivate and say, hey, it's hard, but you can still do it. And like you just said right now, it's hard. It's difficult. But look at how so much you have come, uh, overcome and accomplished. Thank you so much. So going back to answering your question, if it was difficult, it was uh, difficult uh, to a certain degree because English is um, my uh, second language. And even though to a certain degree, I may express myself in a quite sophisticated way. Yes. At times, I'm not familiar with. um, At times, I make mistakes, whether to say uh, in, out, you know, certain expressions. So I wasn't sure. And then I was concerned about it. And then I said, you know, so what? You know, we have the poetic license. So if some, if the translation may seem a little bit awkward, because sometimes it is, I mean, translation in itself, it's an art. So uh, 
so uh, I took it upon myself to translate because uh, I thought when I translate it also it will um, my um, my creativity will be infant infiltrated within the translation itself and I was having dialogues you know monologue at times saying okay relax so what if it's going to come across this way or whatever the same uh, permission i mean the arts are so wonderful because in arts we can be so free we can paint a tree in any color we want purple whether purple trees don't exist we have the freedom to color it purple so in poetry we do that or when we write something creative writing creative creative uh, writing so i would say you know if um, if one would ask me what uh, what's the most um, what's the most powerful thing about art i would say art is healing it's so transforming art is so instrumental so oh that's beautiful it is it is it is it is so you 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 paint you you're an author you release an album. What what else have you done? Like it's it's incredible. My uh, my uh, main body of knowledge is psychology. I started to study psychology since age seventeen, wow. and I went to Brooklyn College. So I received a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, and then uh, I went for my master's degree in clinical social work, becoming a psychotherapist. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. And and at what age you, you, you arrived here to America? 17. 17. You realize that not people that have was born and raised here have yet to accomplish the minimum of what you have accomplished. Now you, you, you know, I don't, I don't uh, look, at, I don't compare myself with other people. And uh, all my life, I was doing so much. And I even did like when people are, uh, some people are surprised that I did so much. I, uh, I'm shocked they are surprised. So I think what happens, it's a combination of things. I uh, grew up in a family that valued uh, education so much. And then also, I see that with people, not necessarily with education, with studying, but with accomplishing things. When uh, people uh, leave their country, um, I think they do something to compensate, compensating the uh, missing longing for their country and family and the culture and all that. Then when they are in, uh, especially in the land of opportunity, the great America, United States, then they work so hard to accomplish the five houses, the big car, this and this. And I think my, uh, not I think, I'm sure my, uh, when I look back and I analyze, I'm always analyzing and doing self-introspection. I always uh, had a need to accomplish things because of that. But also I I'm fascinated with learning. I love to learn. It could be anything, cooking, uh, sewing. Uh, I love to go to Home Depot. 
I'm fascinated <laughs> by Lowe's Home Depot. <laughs> I look at things and I'm like, wow, how could I make a bag out of this? Or those screws, I could make jewelry. It will be industrial. And then I could put crystals. So, it's a, so I'm so, uh, I'm always stimulated by everything. This life is so fascinating with so many opportunities to have fun that if I would have a hundred lives, I could not c complete or go through all the things that I would love to do. I'm so excited. I'm like a child in a toy store. It's like, wow, I could do this. I could go to this store. I could. So that, that's, that, that's where my joviality comes because that's, I'm so excited beautiful. about that's, that's, I adore people. That's beautiful. I, I wish a lot of more people from here had that mentality. Yeah, you hit something, you said something that you don't compare yourself to no one. And I think that's beautiful also because we live in a world that, you know, they're always compared to somebody. And, you know, being themselves, it's the best thing that God ever gave us. Like, have you ever thought about teaching? Like, because you have, you have so much wisdom, you have so much like life experience that, that can inspire anyone. Thank you so much. You know, even though I'm called at times the queen of optimism and I basically share uh, fun stuff, I think it's important also to be genuine and, uh, Show your true colors. So when yes. you ask me about teaching, no, I never thought uh, of myself as a teacher. First of all, I value so much teachers. They have such an important role in society. Even if one teaches one person only, or if they teach, they give a TED talk or whatever. So I, um, it's not that I have a complex of inferiority. I would have to be amazing to 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 meet my own criteria of being a teacher mm. so no i uh, i'm a doer i'm a dancer oh i forgot to say i'm a dancer <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh so man. when i was asked to teach it's like oh my god no i cannot teach no i'm not good educator and all that so my teacher who gave me a job, you know, go to Queens and they have this smaller group of women or whatever, she was very clever. So she said, think about it, that you just share your dancing. So that worked. <laughs> so I did teach. And uh, when I worked as a psychotherapist at some point, I was asked to teach basic skills of counseling to a few people that wanted to become counselors at Samaritan Village, a drug rehabilitation center in Jamaica, Queens. So I was overwhelmed because I couldn't, you know, in certain professional settings, you shouldn't, you can't say no. And it's like, how will I get away with this? <laughs> so, um, you know... <laughs> I just, I didn't fake it because you cannot yeah, fake something yeah. like that. But I organized myself and I told them I'm not a teacher. I was not trained to teach, but it's my pleasure to share what I know, to share the knowledge from a scientific uh, point of view and also my experience. And to, uh, so I pointed certain things out to them that were not pointed out to me when I studied to be a psychotherapist is the human element. When you meet with a patient, I like to call them clients, it's very important to come from a place of love 
unconditional love. And before that, I mean, maybe both of them at the same time, respect and love. Because when a counselor has that, the client feels it. So they don't put any barrier. They are open for that transformation from being in a place of pain or whatever struggles they have to allow themselves to engage themselves in the therapeutic process where the therapist is helping them help themselves so they could move from darkness to the light, from, from being dysfunctional to a certain degree, to function, to survive, and then to thrive. So, um, yes, so I did, uh, I did teach uh, counseling skills and I did teach dancing and that's about it. I don't remember anything else. If I taught anything else, no, I don't remember. Unless it will come back later. (laughs) I mean, you've done almost everything, you know, from acting to singing, to dancing, to teaching, to studying, like, you have a you have a very uh large resume and you did it all out of love out of just wanting to live life yes very much so yes Yes. my uh my big uh, uh desire plan hope for myself was to make a nice difference in the world whether it's with something that i say to someone uh, whether it's a song or um, I don't know, I make jewelry also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hustler, you're a, a born hustler. <laughs> oh, I even took a course of bartending when I lived in New York. I lived for 17 years in New York. Yes. So this country, the anxiety is built in because there's no certainty, so no security of anything. And I said, well, God forbid I cannot work as a psychologist for whatever reason. Let me learn some skills. So I took a bartending bartending course and also doing manicure course. And also I taught myself to write and play ping pong with both hands. Just in case something would happen with my right hand, I could still write and play ping pong with my oh, left. You're, you're, you're definitely a survivor. You're definitely a survivor. <laughs> I'm, I'm a mashugana, how they say in New York. So, oh, yeah, man. I, you're definitely a survivor. You, wow. Wow. It's, it's uh, wow. It's a lot. What's what's been your favorite uh, movie you have done, like so far? The thing is, because I'm such a such an avid learner, every movie that I have been has an importance in my life, and it was joyful. I learned. And uh, like, for example, I did a movie, I was a zombie. Really? So, so, so <laughs> I was a zombie. Okay. So now we had to, I was told to wear disheveled, you know, holes, you know, whatever. I was ripping uh, t-shirts and staining them, you name it. So um, then the makeup person was applying the makeup and it was fake blood included. So me, I always... I always ask questions. Some people are annoyed. 
But I ask because how else would I know mm -hmm. unless the person would be like, okay, honey, now I'm going to apply this. Now I'm going to do this and this and that. Not everyone does that. Mm -hmm. I mean, at mm -hmm. the gynecology, they, they will be like, okay, this tool will be a little bit uh, cold or it will, I will warm it up or whatever. <laughs> and I appreciate it. It's like, wow, I love the bad side, the yes. bad side manner. Yes. So, no, you're right. You're totally right. So I asked the question, I said, excuse, I said, excuse me, can I ask you some questions? Because some people are annoyed. He said, go ahead, honey. I said, can you tell me the rationale? Why are you applying uh, blood on my face? So she looked at me uh, shocked and she said, because you are a zombie. Your role is a zombie. I said, okay. And so she realized, she said, do you know? She said, well, zombies eat flesh. I said, they do? So she said, <laughs> she said, what did you think a zombie is? I said, I thought a zombie is like a, a naughty ghost. <laughs> so of course, everyone in the room was laughing at all that. And I was like, wow, you know, so... Anyway, of course, I hope my grandchildren won't see those movies until they become teenagers or something because they will be scared about grandma and have nightmares. But uh, so that was the value in that, in that movie. Then, uh, you know, I could say Benevolence. Benevolence, which is uh, produced by Zay Rodriguez. Zay, and, my man. Oh, it, it is. I... Uh, I am in tears thinking about it. When he sent me the script, I read it right away. I felt so connected. I had goosebumps. I'm like, I was born to do this character. So, uh, so I did it. We completed. Hopefully, I pray I did a good job. I love the message that it sends. Uh, the, the script is so beautifully written. And, um, and the whole... Um, the uh, the camaraderie that we formed with the with the cast and the crew and uh, i just i i love it it's so close to my heart so you see it's different experiences yes yes uh i were i uh, was in a movie where i had two roles uh, being a psychotherapist which of course it's so easy and fun <laughs> and it was unscripted he yes. said you know i'll play the patient and you do your thing and then also I had another role. So it was amazing to have kind of two lead roles in it. And that's a fascinating movie. It's called Test Subjects. So of course, that's close to, it's, a, it's um, very complex, very intricate. It's a difficult watch, but I think it raises consciousness, consciousness about mental health, which yes. I think it's so important. My goodness, society needs to learn so much about themselves and one another themselves about others uh, learning to really have compassion you know there i myself am judgmental at times i don't want to and then i catch myself compassion is very important and i think the role of art and movies i mean movies films are so powerful because what is harder to convey in a written form and also not many people like to pick up a book and read or they pick it up and it's hard for different reasons. But with a film, we could have an impact. Like it could be even a five minute film or two minute film that you could have a remarkable impact and 
create the opportunity for people to have an epiphany. Yes, yes, so you're absolutely it's right. Amazing. So, uh, so that was an amazing movie. Um, I've been uh, in the the latest uh, project that I was in. I think it's a fascinating movie by La Vita Cameron, Red Light. Red Light. Um, so I, I cannot wait until it will be uh, revealed to the public. It deals with uh, sex trafficking. Wow. So uh, it's, uh, it's powerful. I didn't have a nice role. You know, I like to have a role of an angel and someone that does good and all that. At the same time, being an actress, I like the experience of doing different characters. So um, with Zay, I was so fortunate, blessed to be also part of uh, a comedy, Fighting with Neighbors. That was so much fun. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday 14th, Saturday the 14th, part two, which is a horror with some uh, comedic aspects yes, yes. of it. So, uh, yeah, you see, each movie, each movie introduces me to a new world, new subject, new challenges, because sometimes, you know, we have to repeat uh, on and on. And sometimes I make mistakes. I think I know it. And then I may get nervous. I start laughing uncontrollably. It's like, okay. (laughs) Or uh, I mess up the line. So, uh, which is okay. I learned, I learned to accept that it's okay to make mistakes. It's part of the process. And that's the beauty and easiness of being a film actor, actress. Because when you are on stage with theater, it's a totally different experience. Beautiful as well, but different. But you cannot make mistakes there. And if you make, you have to be yes. so savvy to know how to recover from that. Have you, have you done theater, uh, theater as well? I didn't. I... Uh, I took a theater acting class in Brooklyn College. Okay. So the teacher said to me, you are a theater major, right? I said, no, I'm a psychology major. So he said, as soon as the class ends, go to the department and change your major. (laughs) Of course, I didn't do it. But uh, he was saying that I'm excellent for drama. So that uh, the uh, learning experience of a few months for that course came in so handy when I became a, a film actress. Wow. That's, that's good. That's experience right there. Yes. Have you, have you gone, uh, won any awards? Like, because you, you're so multi-talented, like you could win a award in poetry, you could win a award in dancing. Like, have you been blessed uh, to achieve, achieve some some awards i did not um my book did not participate at any uh, competitions um part of it because uh, it takes energy you know i wish i had a team you know a secretary a chauffeur uh, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. so uh no i didn't submit it at uh at competitions poetry is much bigger i don't want to say it's more beloved in romania but over there people are more active within the poetry circles so since i didn't live in romania and i didn't have a manager or whatever i did not submit it to any um any um competitions but um therefore i didn't win anything but i don't know i feel so funny about competing because 
each poem has its beauty. Each uh, each uh, artist, like, how should I compete with my book? I I don't know. I don't even agree with that. Got it. Got um, it. With the with the film, with film is is different. Although, maybe I have the same attitude. I I don't know. In film, in film, the film directors had submitted the the movie. So it was easy for me. I had to do nothing. <laughs> Although I'm not lazy, it's just I'm so overwhelmed by so many things that I do. And sometimes I'm overwhelmed with my uh, inability to do certain things that I would like to. So um, even internet, like in the beginning, when I took part of a Zoom meeting, it took me half an hour to connect, but something was wrong with the page. Other, and when I heard that other people had the same difficulty, I was like, okay, Adela, it's not you. But many times I take things personally. I'm oversensitive. I don't like that about myself. But uh, yeah, I take things personally. You, it's a work in progress. I'm, I'm the same way. You know, it, it's, it wasn't until a couple of months ago I, I had to realize I can't take myself so serious sometimes. Because not everything is worth your energy, you know? So we're all, you know, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes and we're all work in progress. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm so forgiving and so compassionate to others. But when it comes to me, it's like I could say that I'm a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) Perfectionist. So, uh, yeah, we are a work in progress. So, uh, yes, I won a few awards. I was the lead actress in a movie, Canvas, and I was the very first person to win an award. I won the award for best uh, lead actress. So I was the first person to win an award for the movie. Congrats. Thank you so much. That that movie was amazing. The same thing happened when I read read the synopsis that was given to me by a casting director. I had the same feeling, goosebumps, and I was like, I was born to do this this movie, and uh, yes, uh, it was amazing. Have you ever tried um, doing movies in your country, like in your no. native language? No, no opportunities. No, I wa- I was invited recently to be uh, part of two films, but then Corona. tragedy the pandemic happened all over the place so as you know even in united states so many movies had to postpone or you know going through uh through adjustment so no i have not done any um any films in uh, romania i would love to so uh we'll, we'll see what happens and then I won some other awards for Best Supporting Actress. I, I don't know. I won a few awards, maybe five, six altogether. <laughs> it's wow. hard to keep track. <laughs> Even when I sent my resume, people were like, I'm not going to curse, you know, but mm-hmm. they would be like, what the F, Adela? Your resume is eight pages. <laughs> I said, wait, I even didn't write everything that I did. Hobbies, uh, reflexology, yeah. yes, bioenergy, yes. Reiki master, you know, all kinds of things. So at times people say, like when I went to visit Romania, um, I visited Romania, when was it? Uh, um, let me see. Well, one of those times. So I did a car, business card and I wrote uh, singer, dancer, psychotherapist, this and that. So I showed it to my friend. 
She said, are you crazy? People are going to think you are crazy. You are doing so many things. They will, they will think you are a fake. I said, well, I did that. So I did all those things. I'm not a fake. I'm very truthful. So then I went to the printers and I did something, a simple card only saying psychotherapist, poet, and uh, I forget what else, three things. So I had them and I said, but look, this, the one that has so many things, it could be such a conversational piece. Yes. Let's say, because I'm so friendly. So whenever I travel, I end up uh, connecting with people and we want to keep uh, in touch for the rest of our lives and all that. So I said, imagine I'm in the, in the airplane and over there the space is small, kids are crying, this and that. You cannot talk so much about uh, yourself. But if someone says, oh, you look fascinating, you know, I would like to, to keep in touch. Then I give them the card and it's like, wow, you did this, you did that. So I said, that card is good for uh, conversational uh, peace. The same thing, like when you go to a, to a party and if you are shy and uh, you are not that much a social butterfly like me, <laughs> then if you have a nice brooch, that could be a conversational piece. Someone would be like, oh, that brooch is so beautiful. Is it Art Deco or is it Art Nouveau or is it silver or is it <laughs> platinum or, you know, stuff like that. Wow. What where uh, what um where do you currently reside? Are you in New Jersey or in Philadelphia? I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is about oh, an okay. hour, an hour, a little bit over an hour from Philly. Okay, okay. Wow. So, like, uh, are you when when you get called for a role? Do they do you go to do like calling casting? Oh dear, I went to a calling casting in Pittsburgh. There were, uh, I think, 6,000 people. We stayed in line, wow. thick lines. So I went because I wanted to have that experience. I don't like casting, uh, uh, casting calls because uh, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that you are going to be chosen and it's so much. It's so much, it's the transportation, the money that you pay, the nervousness, the waiting and all that. So uh, I don't like that. Um, I, I did go a few times and uh, at times it, it wasn't successful. So it was uh, understood that that was one of the possibility, but it didn't feel good. So I didn't feel rejected. It's just, it's like I put so much energy and money into it and, yeah, you know, yeah. for what? So, of course, probably this is the fantasy of uh, or the plan of many people to become, uh, I don't want to say successful, but to become uh, valuable in terms that people see you someplace or they are recommending you and people call you and say, hi, we need uh, a gypsy. <laughs> do you want to do it? <laughs> it's like, sure. Tell me when, where, and what do you want me to wear? You want a uh, red or a... Uh, purple or whatever give so, you options yes so um yeah that's my answer to that question so you have all the uh the you know when it comes to movies you have so much experience have you ever thought about producing your own film yes i wrote the script for a film yes all right, i don't want go. to talk about it i want i want only to inform people when it's all done okay okay that's great that's great that's great Wow. What, what don't you do? 
You know, a friend of mine, a friend of mine was seeing the announcement on Facebook that I, uh, I'm releasing a CD, uh, a music CD. And also he saw some advertising uh, for, for some trailers of the movies. And he said, is there anything that you don't do? I said, I don't go to the moon. <laughs> well, um, there are so many things I don't do. I don't know how to bake. I tried. It's just I'm wasting the product. I cook very well. I shouldn't say it because in my culture, when you say something, oh, I'm good at this and that, it's being viewed as very arrogant. So yeah, you, you don't to want to brag. How people to say, oh, Adelita, you know, she makes so good uh, a stew or a moussaka or whatever. But uh, in United States, you have to say because people. Uh, oh, yeah, over here we love to brag about nothing. It's not bragging, but it's informing. So yeah. Also, I don't like to do false modesty. I cook good. I cook it with passion. I bake with passion. It doesn't come out, you know. So, so now if you ask me, what don't you do? I don't bake well. <laughs> I don't know how to do tap dancing. That's one of the things. Yes, the yes. List. I don't have a bucket list. I never did that. But I uh, I had desires to learn. So that was one of the things I would have liked to learn, tap dancing. I took dances of flamenco, which I adore. Uh, dances of gypsy dancing, Indian katak dancing. And for seven years, the main, the main... Uh, a form of dance that I took was uh, dance du ventre, belly dancing, oriental oriental dancing. Got it, got it. Which I adore. It's, wow. it's such a it's such a wonderful complex form of exercise, and it helps a woman become a little bit more feminine and sensual and all that. The same way ballet, when uh, when people st- when uh, people st- study ballet, it really helps them uh, with a nice posture and to to move very gracefully and all that so i think that belly dancing definitely enhances a woman's sensuality and femininity yes yes wow what's um what's one thing you you wish that uh your country they had in your country you you wish they had it here I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? What what would what yeah. would I wish to have here from? Yeah. What is what is one thing you 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 wish that uh, United States had that your country your, your country has? Uh, you know, I want to honor whatever question, uh, whatever answer comes to me. So it's not only about Romania. I noticed that about other cultures. What I miss here, and I'm not saying it in a derogatory way, and Mm -hmm. I hope I'm not misunderstood. Uh, What I love about the Romania that I know, because most likely things have changed and all that, what I love about Romanian culture and Latin culture and the the different, uh, I love the warmth, the, the, uh, the social life in Romania, it's amazing. Also when I visited Italy, People are friendly. They don't eat at home in in Italy. They go uh, to the bar and they have breakfast and their coffee and they talk and all that. So um, I think here there's a certain rigidity. For example, in Romania, if you go to a restaurant and 
all the most of the tables are uh, empty and uh, let's say one table only there's a person that sits there the the, uh, the um, predisposition the desire of a person that walks in is not to eat at a, as a separate table but to say to the person could i sit down and eat with you here in united states i think uh, I, I don't know how people would react if I do that. Uh, so over there, it's like people are so jovial. Yes, of course. Or someone is sitting at another table and say, hey, why don't you sit with me? You know, we'll eat together. So I miss that kind of... Um, Socialization. Openness, uh, affection. Yes, I'm a very affectionate person. I like hugs and uh, I like... Um, I like, um, like, for example, in this country, unless someone is asking you for your opinion, you shouldn't give your opinion. In Romania, it's different. When you see that someone is just doing something that's not beneficial for them, you are not going to wait to say, Adelita, uh, do you have any ideas how I could uh, enhance my time management or save money or whatever? No. You, you say, hey, I've noticed that uh, this and this, you know, have you ever considered that? Uh, have you ever heard about that? So we, it's it's a generosity, yes, but yes. also in this country, it would be like, oh, you cross the boundaries, you know, don't help unless, uh, unless they ask for help. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not like that, you know, I'm jumping to help, not as a band-aid, but as compassionate. Why should a person if I could share something to a person, with a person, to prevent a tragedy, or to prevent not necessarily tragedy, to prevent some difficulty, why not? You know, so I do that when I discover that they have that bus, mega bus or whatever, you, with $1, $2, you could go from Philly to, to New York City. I was telling everyone, hey, I just discovered this. Have you known this? So many people said no, they didn't know, and they were appreciated how kind I was to share that. So, uh, yeah, so there's a difference in, in uh, cultures, and uh, some things are wonderful here in the United States, and some things are wonderful in other countries. So, um, so I'm missing the wonderful things of different cultures, you know. I'm, maybe sometimes I'm always missing something. I'm longing for the countries that I visited. I traveled around the world. You travel, you travel a lot? Yeah, I traveled to India, to Pakistan, to Italy, to France, to Spain, to Morocco. I love traveling. So anytime I had an opportunity, I embraced that. And um, I miss those places, the, the coloring of India. I mean, for an artist, for a painter, for a photographer, the, the colors and the sunsets, and the, they are so amazing. The same way like in Sedona, when I went to Sedona, the red rock in contrast to the blue sky. And uh, so I miss the places that I have visited. Um, I would say it's like a healthy longing, the longing for the beauty I had. I was blessed to taste at some point in my life. Well, that's, you, you've, you've lived a, a remarkable life and where you, you were able to enjoy yourself like if you had one, you know, if you had one piece of advice that you can give to anybody, right? 
you know, to sit them down and say, hey, just enjoy life, what would you say? What would you tell them? Well, to me, it's not so simple because I cannot have one advice and uh, people are so different. So different people would need different, uh, different uh, advices advice, specifically yeah. designed for them. But I would say, um, I mean, the advice for immigrants or for poets or. Well, like let's, let's they- just, let's just narrow it down. Right. Let's just, okay. you have lived a remarkable life you have traveled you have seen beautiful things you have lived in that regard right there living like if somebody would was i mean i'm gonna do my best to paint your scenario right yes so if somebody's down and you look at that person and all you see is that they're missing in their and their life is just to live life and enjoy like you have lived and enjoyed it what would you tell them well, is the question referring to uh, seeing a person down, like observing that they have depressive symptoms or they are down, like they are bored or they are frustrated because uh, they have so much on their plate or illness or how? how... Okay, so like here in America, um, we live in a society in where that you know, it's, it's, we're running in this hamster wheel, right? All we focus on bills and paying bills and paying bills. And, you know, because we're so focused on paying these bills, sometimes we forget to be a parent. Sometimes we forget to, to, you know, be a spouse, a wife or a husband. We, we, you know, we, we forget to take care of ourselves, right? We need something to feed our soul to say, that it's worth it to get up in the morning, that inspiration, that, that, that little light that's inside of us, that's ticking, that, that ignites the flame we have. Right. Right. We live in a society like that. That's not fiction. That's actually fact. So like, I'm, I'm basically asking, you know, what's, why it's so important to, to, to live a healthy life and, and you have to live it, you know, because we're working a nine to five or working to pay bills. It's not life. All right. Um, what you describe, it's very complex. And also it depends. I think that if we would be taught by our parents or the education system, how to manage our time our energy, our money, and all that. I think if adults would have um, would have um, a body of knowledge, would have better life skills, I think the stress would be less. For example, there are people that purchase houses or purchase cars. They do things that they cannot afford. So then it's always the bills. Of course, if you're... Uh, if your payment for the car is $500 a month rather than 200, you are going to have the extra burden of 300. If you own a house with five bedrooms when you could very comfortably live with three bedrooms, of course, the taxes would be less and all that. Also, it's the aspect of uh, so many things that people, it's like the commercialism, 
I don't know if I said it correctly. You For example, I had, a, I had a patient, a client that was so stressed and depressed uh, due to financial stresses and all that. Well, what she did she spent a thousand dollars for christmas gifts for the kids when they didn't have money for food well where is the where is the common sense so i'm not saying it in a judgmental way but christmas is it about so many presents and why it has to be a thousand dollar for presents you you could be like okay we are five people in the family for each person it would be uh, 20 dollars or whatever so it's the thought that counts. You could get something of $20 that the person always wanted that, or maybe they didn't want to. It could be a silk scarf that went on sale and you get it for $20. Yeah, and yeah. the person is like, wow, I never had a silk scarf or whatever. So the point I'm trying to make with, with less money and with good thought, you know, giving something learning how to give a, a present that is significant. You could spend little money, still enjoy Christmas, and then not worry that you spend so much money. So it's a lot of, uh, I'm guilty of that. You know, I, I overshopped. So uh, there were times in life, it's like, wow, why do I need this? So I gave many things away. I will still give. So um, what was the question? I went off on a tent. <laughs> Uh, so no, no, you gotta, you, you, you don't worry. You, you're, you're, um, you broke it down, but you're giving a, a good point. I mean, there's so much to say about any subject, and because I'm always analytical, and I have so much life experience, and also having been a psychologist, it's like all these people, six, seven people that come every day in your office, they talk about everything about their job, about their sexuality, about their inner conflicts, about relationship and all that. So whatever you didn't learn because you are younger, they bring it to you. So you accumulate so much knowledge. So there's so much to say about anything. We could talk for hours about everything. Um, if uh, talking about, uh, so let me think. Yes. Um, it's very important to take care of yourself, of your, of your health. And it's important in society. I see that people end up having um, problems in relationships, not only, um, I mean, across the board, work, friendships, acquaintances, love relationships, marriages, and all that, due to the lack of effective communications. Yeah. You know, sometimes people say, oh, he doesn't communicate. She doesn't communicate. People all the time communicate, even when you don't say shit. Sorry, even, <laughs> when, okay. you don't say, even when you don't say anything, that's a form of communication. It could be passive aggressive. But what would, what would society benefit is for people to communicate effectively. So I would say to people, learn how to communicate effectively. There's so much information out there. You mm -hmm. could just Google. You, there, are, there are so many. If you don't like to read, you, you watch on YouTube or yeah. uh, TED Talks or whatever. So know who you take care of yourself, your health. 
discover who you are, what you want, and learn how to communicate effectively. Like tell a person from the beginning, not that game, you know, and then uh, into the marriage or into whatever. Things then change. you see yeah. the true colors yeah. of a person. Yeah. That's being deceptive. Yes. It, it's uh, cruel to yourself and to others. It's creating many problems. Then you have kids and, you know, so, so on. Let, let me ask you in your, in, your, in your professional opinion, right? Um, do you think that sometimes in, in, today's, in today's society, right? Sometimes it's difficult for for us people to progress or do anything is because we have lack of values well when you say lack of values i'm thinking everyone has values but it depends what mm. if for a person their uh, their uh, integrity to be uh, their value would be I don't want to steal, I don't want to lie, I like to be monogamous, I like to save money, I like to help people and all that. That's their values. So in, in terms of like bad values, so, so everyone has values, it's just the uh, va- values are different. So I don't think that people lack values, I think that... Um, they lack the right ones. Well... Um, It's such a complex question. Society has many problems. And um, also people transform themselves. I think it's important to give chances to people. A person could have done uh, uh, horrific things in the past. And then they go through a rehab, drug rehab, and uh, a spiritual rehab and all that. And they could become people with amazing high moral values and do amazing good things for society and actually help those who don't have those high moral standards to say look i have done that and i have suffered and i hurt people there's a way out of it so um so that's that did i did i answer yes yes it was was very it's it, it's very real what you said, you know, people change, you know, they transform what what they did does not define who they are tomorrow or, or the day after, you know, it's every day you have to be a little uh, a little bit more better than where you were yesterday. And there's hope, there's always hope. So, yes, I remember your question when someone feels down. I usually ask people, I say, how are you feeling today? Instead of uh, leading the witness, I, I don't say, oh, you look down or whatever. I say, how are you? How are you doing today? How are you feeling? But I'm not saying it in a superficial way. I see that in the United States, it's like, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And then I will tell them, well, I have this uh, internal conflict because this and this and last time <laughs> this. You yeah, know, here so, you can't be honest. You can't be honest with that for some reason. Well, I don't, I don't, I have difficulty with that. I like mm. to be honest all the time. That doesn't mean that I'm going to say everything about myself because yes, that's yes. appropriate. But whatever comes out of me, whatever I say, I want it to be real and I want it to be honest. So if I see a person, I would be like, hey, how are you doing? So if they say, oh, I'm fine, 
And I'm like, okay, is that a, an American? I'm fine, thank you, goodbye, or you really feel fine? So then they start yes. laughing. I said, you know, to me, you appear this. I said, I wonder if I could be of any help. And they're like, oh, how the F can you help me? You know, like some people are angry. How, yeah. you know, because they, they go through so something and uh, they, um, I don't want to say that they are narrow minded, but at times their sadness overshadows. The even uh, their imagination yes, you know yes. anyone could help us a five-year-old could help me you know i could stay in, in line shopping and then uh, a five-year-old could say something that could be so wise and could be exactly the answer that i've been praying to god it's like god give me a sign or whatever. something so simple something so simple so life is so beautiful in terms that you never know who you meet or who you hear, what you see that can help you make a 180 turnaround. Yes. So I would ask the person uh, what's happening. And then I would see, I love to connect people. I consider myself a bridge. So if a person, whatever, whatever the difficulty the person would be, I would connect it. I would connect the person with other people if I couldn't help them. So, um, uh, generally speaking, if someone is um, is frustrated uh, with not accomplishing something, I could ask them. You know, I always like to to get involved in a dialogue. Okay, so you wanted to become this. What have you done? Uh, what are the steps? But in a way, not to judge the person, just to say uh, to understand. And help. Just to understand and be able to uh, enlarge their horizon. So, um, yeah, it's so, so many questions that are asked, they might appear to be very simple. They might be simple questions, but I have so many answers to, there are so many variables to, to, uh, to answer a question, depending of the context, the culture, the person, the age that they have, the traumas, past traumas. You know, in Romania, we say, I have a word, if you are, if you are burned with soup, then you, you blow even in the cold yogurt because you are afraid, you know, it might burn you. Mm -hmm. So it depends what, uh, we carry a baggage, you know, many of us have unfinished business. And we carry that into our relationships or our jobs or so as much as we don't want to project our values or our luggage, it happens. That's very true. Very true. Very true. So it's good to unfinished business. You know, if uh, some family members are older and they are about to die, it's very important to go spend time with them and ask them anything you want about the, the family tree or whatever. Things that after they expired or they are dead, whatever. Some people don't like to hear the word dead. Uh, but uh, it's so valuable to spend time with them, but also to ask for their forgiveness because also they could transition easier if they know that they forgave a person. And also to tell them, look, at some point in life, you know, I was upset about that and this and that, but I want you to know that I forgave you. You know, the forgiving each other, it's such, an, it's such a powerful, it's such an essential, it's a vital part 
of our lives that when people, that's the advice that I give to people, unfinish the business, forgive others, forgive yourself, communicate with people. And uh, if something doesn't work out, let go in a very civilized, very caring way because breakups, separations are very traumatizing, are very painful. In the beginning, nice. everyone is happy. Hey, good looking, sexy, this and that. And uh, it's that euphoria. But then separations take such a toll. They take such a negative toll on us. So I say, separate gracefully. Yes. Have compassion for others, for yourself. Take good care of yourself. Don't take things so personally because so many times, whatever says or does someone else has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with you. Very true. That's great advice. That is, uh, that is great advice. Thank you. Adela, thank you for yes. joining me today. It's been an thank honor. Thank you so much. Um, before we go, please let the, the listeners and the viewers uh where they can find you at? I keep my name, my real name in all over the social platforms. It's just at times they don't allow me to do the hyphen. Yes. So it's Adela underscore Adriana underscore Moscow at Instagram. At Facebook is my real name, Adela hyphen Adriana Moscow. At Twitter, so they could find me TikTok, Twitter, uh, different uh songs might it or whatever so they can find me any place and um and yeah that's that well thank you for joining me it's been an honor um thank you so much you're an amazing woman you have you. so much life thank you for sharing your story your knowledge um please let us know when you release the album so we can listen to um Thank you for joining me. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. I love you all. God bless you.